Good, and welcome to Langsome Series with Kevin, where we add value to people's lives. Happening every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday on uh, epusradio.com. You can catch Langsome Series on all your major podcast channels. Uh, and for our lunchtime coaching segment, joining me for our hashtag candid conversations with my cousin, all the way from Fort Lauderdale, uh, Florida. Lauren Brits Photography, how are you? I say Lauren Brits Photography because I'm so used to that. <laughs> Lauren, how are you doing, Lauren? I'm doing great, Kev. I'm doing great. Hi, Steph. It's so great to see you as well. I'm doing wonderful. We are officially in winter in Florida, which means I'm still in my short sleeves, but uh, my shoulders are covered now. So it's that cold. <laughs> so which We're means officially in summer. Oh, because I'm, I'm right now I'm wearing shorts with my beautiful shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, so we're doing great this side. Um, it's a beautiful day today. It's a little bit gloomy, but we expect to see the sun a bit later. But we're we're looking forward to the cooler weather, and I'm really uh, interested and looking forward to our discussion today for sure. So uh, today we are going to be chatting to someone who's going to really give us a whole uh, interesting view on some uh, health and. Uh, for me, it's like health, wealth, business. Uh, for me, it's like all connected uh, and it's going to be so interesting. Um, part of, uh, I want to sort of just mention this because I found this on, on, on the LinkedIn, uh, her LinkedIn profile. So how we think, move and eat affects not only our bodies and mind, but every area of our lives down to our relationships and environment. And using oh, functional yeah. medicine to, the, to find the root cause and naturopathic approaches as preventative and supplementary care, we can minimize the number of times we need to fall back on con uh, conventional medicine. And Lance, Anna, you know this person very well, please go ahead and introduce her uh, and welcome her to the show. Yes, it's my absolute pleasure to introduce uh, Stephanie Grosvenor from Unlimited You Coaching. She is a health expert, a nutritionist, but most of all, she's a functional medicine health expert who um, is really an expert in digestive issues, which so many people deal with. And even mm. more interestingly to me is detoxification processes. So this yeah. is something I, I absolutely personally love. And welcome, Steph. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, such, such a pleasure and an honor to have you with us and to um, have your time and your knowledge. I personally have worked with Steph and um, I'm very excited to have this conversation with you today. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Lauren and Kevin. It is awesome, awesome, awesome to be here with you guys today and to, to share my knowledge on this platform with you and to just have a really, really good conversation and see how how health really is related so much to to business and you know health wealth everything as you mentioned Kevin in my my LinkedIn the way we eat the way that the way we live affects absolutely everything in our in our life the way we think the way we move our relationships everything so I'm excited to be here with you guys. Thank you I, and you know for me I mean Lars you and I have covered many versions and various conversations around this right. And you've always told me about Steph, and um, we finally have her on the show to ourselves today. And but what, what's interesting is, Lars, touch. Don't you give us a, a bit of a short uh, synopsis of like what you experienced? Because I know you know we we had that conversation about um, how you weren't okay, your body wasn't okay, and you were going through a bit of a crisis. 
Yes. And, and it sort of showed up for you in so many areas. And through working with this, and then Steph, if you could sort of uh, sort of answer to that, because it's such a fascinating sort of story and approach, and really want to share that with everyone. Yeah, Kev, what a what a fascinating experience. Um, many many years ago, I became very chronically ill, and you know, to make a very uh, long story short, everybody wanted to name the illness. To this day, people ask me, "What? But what did you have?" And I can't tell you. All the doctors that I saw, all the everything, you know, d- there was no name. There were symptoms and there were, you know, guesses on what was happening. Um, as I started tapering in, I started looking for experts, different types of experts, different health experts, something, uh, or with all due respect to doctors, something different than a regular medical doctor. Someone who yeah. could look at me and, and be a little bit more like, okay, what exactly is going on? So I did get to a point where I was um, healthy and I was looking after myself, but I realized I actually, anytime I got stressed out, my symptoms, Mm. maybe not as bad, but they would return and it would just be like, okay, a whole nother version of it. What kind of symptoms were we talking about? Just to be kind of brief, like extreme chronic fatigue, um, digestive issues, just nonstop headaches, blurry vision, nausea, throwing up, like just like all sorts of different things. And one symptom you could not tell what what I had. There was no name. Fast forward, I had it under control, but I I still had these attacks anytime I was stressed. And this is when Stephanie and I found each other. And Mm. we straight away got into talking about some pretty heavy details, like why what are the triggers i mean it was endless and after a couple of uh, months i mean i think we worked together for about six months or more yeah and it was yeah you know we met weekly we took it under a microscope we looked at what the triggers were and they were 360 they were work stress it was emotional stress past stress uh, you know psychological stresses Stresses in business, stresses in family, relationships, everything Mm -hmm. you could think of. And it was a matter of just really taking stock and then finding better habits. And that allowed me to open up my business world. You know, then I had one business. Now I have three. And I'm healthier because I have healthier habits. Mm -hmm. I'm not always Mm -hmm. on top of them, Steph. I'm so sorry. I know. But anytime. (laughs) Anytime am I, Lauren? But I hear your voice in my head. There were certain things, there were certain obstacles I personally had. And I'll give you one of them. When I'm very busy, I don't eat. I'm focused. Mm. I can't think of other things. Steph, you know, went into a knowledge that gave me the ability to overcome something that big and make it easy. That to me was life-changing. Not only in my life, not only for my health, but for my businesses, it allowed more space for more. And Steph, I mean, feel free to please just speak on that because, you know, on the other okay. side, I was a bit of a wreck there for a moment, but you really walked me through um, a great path there. Thank you for sharing that, Lauren. And, you know, I, I absolutely loved working with you and you, you were spot on with everything you said there. Um, and I like how you said, 
you know, it was a big obstacle that you were facing and we learned how to make it easy because that is so important. We're all busy. We don't have a lot of time. We're stressed. We don't want to have to tackle these huge and, and lifestyle change can be very difficult. Making different changes, healing your body can be very challenging. So the key is to find ways to make it easy. You don't want to fit a whole new health and healing plan um, you don't want to change your life around this plan. You need a plan that's going to fit in with your life. So that's what yes. that's what we need. To, that's how you get to be successful. And Lauren, you say you were a bit of a wreck at times. It's not that you were a wreck. But it's because <laughs> diving deep into things. We're not looking yeah. at this is a weight loss diet that you need to follow for the next 14 days. It's nothing like that. We're looking at what your body needs to first of all, release in order to heal and get healthy. And then also what we need to replace it with, because, you know, taking things out of your body is one thing, um, but that's not going to heal you. That, that's just like a prerequisite to healing. It's what you add in that really makes the difference. You need to add in all these so true. Um, building blocks, you know, we can take our dairy and gluten and whatever your triggers are, but if you're still not eating at all in the day because you're busy and you're stressed, your body's never going to have the ability to heal. Um, so there's a lot of things that come up for you during that came up for you during the process, and that's so normal for everyone because we're cleaning out so many things. It's not just physical toxins when we went through that heavy detox, but you're looking at detoxing your whole life, your relationships, your thoughts, your um, mental clutter, physical clutter, all those kind of things we look at getting rid of. Right. So it's not just like a physical um, food detox, if I can put it that way. There's so much more to it. And as you said, once you release that, once you let go of it, and for some people that might be um, weight that they need to let go of, and in order to do that, they have to release the emotional side as well. For other people that might be viruses or whatever the triggers are in their body. But as you said, when you let go of that and you went through this healing process, there was so much more space in your life to invite new things in, invite new opportunities. And now you have three incredibly successful businesses. So there's so much deeper. There's so many um, things that go a lot deeper than just cleansing and healing and detoxing. It's a very holistic approach that we look at. It's more than food and movement and all those sort of things. It's a, it's a very holistic approach. Right. So, yeah, it's so, it's so interesting that, 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 you go, that you make these connections. And, and it's so relevant in the way that we live our lives today. And it's like, Steph, when we, when we first chatted, you know, mm. I... I get. To, um, I have the opportunity to to be one of the assessors on MIT's um, neuroscience for business uh, leadership program, and so I get exposed to everything that the the, the, the neuroscientists are you know sharing and training and teaching, and uh, so I have to learn to kind of assess it and kind of you know. And it's such a wonderful process to see how, um, from a neuroscience perspective, you know, one of the key first things that they speak about is your diet. You know, and you kind of go, well, what the hell has this got to do with leadership? Like, how is that like going to make me a great leader? And mm. the conversation is um, when we are, when we have that awareness of uh, what it is that food is actually doing to me or whatever mm. I'm sort of intaking, um, it literally affects your stomach, your gut, your, uh, and in, in itself, the neuroscience behind that is, I mean, like one of the conversations we had was, uh, I think it's um, uh, oxytocin or one of your one of your hormones that is specifically uh, within your gut lining that's created. Serotonin. 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 Yeah. So when your gut is upset, you know, 60%, 70% of your serotonin is there and being produced there. 
uh, and that makes you happy. You know, like if, if you're if you mm. can't have a happy gut, you're not going to have a happy. <laughs> yeah. It's like literally connected. I'm, Lauren, you mentioned your vagus nerve, like that that your mm. your nervous connected. Yes. You know. Yeah. So, you know, mm. just the fact that you're like you have to wrap your brain around the health of what it is you're putting in. And Absolutely. Like how yes. is that health actually going to be affecting my health? Because essentially, you will then show up in the way that you're putting stuff into your body. Yeah, absolutely. One hundred I wanted to ask because you know I keep hearing this saying that I've always I've been hearing lately, and it says, "Health is wealth. Health is wealth." And I think mm. some people don't, um, you know, they hear the word wealth and they just think of money. But I think in this case, mm -hmm. what I'm hearing is, you know, health is what will make you successful as a human being. Health as a human being. Uh, health can help you with your relationships. Health can make mm -hmm. you uh, do better business. Health, health is kind of the crux of it all. If you think about it, and, you know, it's kind of sad because I only really got the memo when I got sick. You know, that's... Yeah. That's the, that's the part where, and we'll discuss it a little bit later, is, you know, what, what can we do about that? But really, my question for you, Steph, right now is, one of my biggest obstacles, like I mentioned, was when I start getting busy as an entrepreneur who's running three different businesses, focusing all the time, has to be this. It's almost like if my breakfast, lunch, and dinner is not on my calendar, it's not happening. <laughs> you know, it's like, what, what is going on here? And to stop and get up and go and organize food obviously leads to eating, not eating, because I know nutrition, uh, eating on the run, um, or, you know, eventually just sort of eating a bad, bad diet over a long period of time. What is the best yes. way that an entrepreneur can actually put a wedge in this thinking? Because... Nowadays, I'm using timers to time myself. You know, um, I, have a, I have a lunchtime timer that goes off. So even if mm. I'm not hungry, I know I need to go feed myself, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But how do we, you know, how do we get the memo across? Instead of waiting for everyone to reach some sort of level of, of uh, you know, chronic illness, how do we get this yes. message across to people to say, listen, your health is your wealth, which is your success as a human? Like you say, Kev, what you put in your body is literally what you will become. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. That's a great question, Lauren. I'm glad you brought that up. And I, I love that you, you say you're even putting timers in place because mm -hmm. that's your prompt. That's when we're creating new habits. We can't just decide we want to do something and then try to force ourselves to do it. It doesn't work that way. We need to have certain prompts in place to trigger that action, that new habit, until it becomes automatic. So you having that, that timer at lunchtime, that alarm going off, um, you know, it might be your trigger at first, but eventually your body's going to adjust. And at those times, you will get to, you will start to become hungry. Your body will be that trigger. Um, your body will be that notification, you know. So it just takes time. But I love that you've put that in place because that's fundamental when, we start, when we're trying to create new healthy habits. And I think you were saying now, um, you know, how do we interrupt that mindset? How do we change mm. the mindset around exactly around looking after ourselves and unfortunately just as what happened with you you didn't 
realize how important it was to necessarily make the change until you got really sick and you realized you had to make a change. You know, you didn't have a choice anymore. Unfortunately, that's what happens with most of us. We think we are invincible. We're young, we're busy, we're creating, we're entrepreneurs, we just keep going. And it's only when, you know, there's signs along the way. We have bloating, we have joint pain, headaches, we have all these things, but it's like, I don't have time for this. Like, I've got stuff to do and we keep going. So our body is talking to us all the time through signs and symptoms, but we are either refusing to listen or we don't know how to understand what it's saying. So we get to take a step back and and start to prioritize being more connected with ourselves. And, you know, one of the ways that I like to, one of the the mind shifts that I normally tell people to, to start focusing on is when we starting to listen to our body, the thing is, Nobody cares more about your health. Nobody is more responsible for your health than you are. Right. And we are always going to have a million things to do. It's never going to stop. You can get through your to-do <laughs> list today, wake up tomorrow morning, and, you know, you've got another to-do list. It's never going to stop. You're always going to have to fetch your kids. You're always going to have to make dinner. You're always going to have to show up for meetings. It's never going to stop. Nobody's going to come to you and say, you know what, here's three hours every day. Go do what you need to do. I'll take over everything. That's not likely <laughs> going to happen. On a basis. Wait, so you're talking we about a genie in a bottle, right? Exactly, exactly. And the thing is, nobody, like I say, nobody is more responsible for your health than you are. And nobody cares. Well, I can't say nobody cares more about your health than you do. But, you know, nobody is more responsible. And as much as you love your business, your family, Um, your hobbies, whatever it is that consumes your time. If you are not looking after your health, if you are not prioritizing yourself, you are not going to be able to show up for those things the way that you currently do. You have, if you care about your business, if you care about your family, you have a responsibility to look after yourself. It's not a choice. You don't get to choose to look after yourself or not. It's a responsibility. It's something you get to do. And it's what most of us have neglected until, unfortunately, it gets to a point where it could almost be too late. Or I wouldn't say too late, but we have these chronic issues. And yes, it is a challenge for a lot of us to start um, maybe exercising more or taking the time out in the day to just eat a meal, which is the most foundational thing that humans do after breathing. We need to eat. But it becomes, you know, just not important to us at all. And... I've lost my train of thought here now. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's um, perfect. But it's one of the most mm-hmm. foundational things we've neglected it completely. So we have a responsibility to look after ourselves in order to show up for the things that we love and we care about. And you said it yourself, Lauren. You saw the change in your business when you started to take care of yourself. I did. Fundamentally. It doesn't get to be an option. It gets to be a priority. And well, I know, I, I understand these different. things. Yeah, yes, I mean, I showed 100%. up as a completely different person. You know, I, I went from mm-hmm. not being able to move <laughs> at all to, you know, working out in the mornings to having an, a, a lovely breakfast that I make every day to, you know, running businesses, dealing with difficult clients, mm-hmm. dealing with amazing clients, the, the whole realm. I mean, I definitely showed up. I was able, I had more capacity. I had more space. I had more patience. I had more tolerance. I was very cranky when I was sick. I definitely will say that. Mm -hmm. And Kev, I don't know about what you think about this, but 
you know, Steph mentioned the worldview and you talking about the MIT neuroscience and just neuroscience in general Mm -hmm. and just worldview thinking. You know, what is it that the worldview is changing now around health and wealth and business because, hello, you know, COVID has come in and really jammed that for us. So in a way, a, um, a positive benefit from that is, that COVID has given us something to think about when it comes to business. Because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but before, whether it was school, business, work, whatever it was, if you called in and you were dying and half sick, you felt guilty and you're not a trooper and you're not hustling (laughs) and you're not a hard worker and you're just not strong enough and how dare you be sick, you know, and not go to work. Nowadays, they're like, don't come near me if you're sick. So we've, we've done like a 180 there. I mean, what do you think about that, Kev? It's like a, it's a crazy, I mean, I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> it did. What's interesting about it, and, and uh, you know, I think it's, it's become so, it's such a, a pressing point at the moment. And you see people's lives changing because they're moving and they, they, they're working remotely and they 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 just resigning from jobs they've had for 20 years kind of thing yeah people's values COVID in itself your values have have really been in question of like what is it that i really value like like my health just simply breathing mm. and being okay to be alive was put in question like to, to a large degree so our reasoning and the reason why we do anything now has changed right so and we're kind of going okay but this is this is not okay and and that's why, you know, having a conversation about the importance of what it is we're putting into our bodies, because COVID, I think, has also spiked that, of kind of going, you know, it was, it's been made impossible just to breathe, you know, like it's like that's even in question. But, you know, on that, on that conversation about um, one, of the, one of the conversations that I also want to touch on is the root cause. Um, do you find, Steph, I, like working with this and i you know this is something i've had to work on it's something that people you know we, we need, really need to start having that awareness is the root cause of 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 a lot of my own problems very often mm-hmm. stems to self-worth and stems to the fear of or the anxiety of um or underlying anger there's always this root cause that sort of starts permeating into our our psyche, our approaches, our lives, um, and yet we we very often don't deal with that. Uh, we we just want to like uh, we just want to have a quick fix kind of thing and take a lot of medicine medicine or yes exactly. <laughs> you know, That's so not a so good idea. They start idea. doing this thing and they don't do the brain work with it, right? Yeah, and so that's something you also touch on, right? Of course, of course. I'm I'm glad you you brought that up. And you spot on there. It's not just about what we're putting in our body, but you 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 need to do that that emotional, that mental work as well. And you spoke now about values as well, Kevin. And that is one of the core things that you need to work on when you are starting to heal. It's what I do. The number one thing I do with my clients before we even get into root cause is looking at values, looking at your why, looking at why this is important to you to heal, to find the root cause. Right. Um, because, and that will tell you what you were asking, Lauren, how do people, you know, make these changes? The first thing is understanding that why. Um, 
and and your values because when you attach a value to to a, a new habit it makes it more important it's not just something you have to do it's not like you know in school when you're doing maths and you don't know why you're doing it sort of thing as opposed to when you're working an engineering job kind of thing you know um you attach a lot more value to it and kevin when looking looking at the root cause if you fundamentally do not see value in yourself or you have a subconscious belief that you are not worthy that you are not capable of doing great things um you know all these limiting beliefs that majority of us actually walk around with you're yeah. not going to prioritize yourself or your health because you don't feel that you are worth it you don't feel that you are valuable you don't feel that you are important enough to prioritize and if we are not prioritizing ourselves and looking after ourselves we cannot expect other people to do it yeah. we get to show up to ourselves you know the way that it sounds like a cliche but we get to treat ourselves the way we want other people to treat us sort of thing um yeah. and you need to work on those core those fundamental beliefs you have of yourself and and work through that in order to get to the root because when we are looking at the root cause let's say it is laying, laying in your gut you're not going to stick to a protocol you're not going to um want to change your lifestyle or your eating habits because you don't fundamentally feel that first of all you're worth it or that you have the capability to do it mm. you may be walking around with this that I, I don't have willpower, I'm not a strong person, you know, all those things that we don't even realize we tell ourselves every day, but it's this constant little voice in our head, this little gremlin. Um, and if we don't work through that and change the narrative in our mind, our body's not going to play along. Our healing journey is going to be a lot more difficult than if we first sit and, and look at the, the mental aspect of it before we even get into the physical side and look at changing food and, and all that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I also, you know, with with that in mind and I'm I'm thinking now, you know, as you go through your career, as you go through your life, work is a part of your life whether you're you're creating something, whatever it is you're doing. Mm. Um even if you're not working per se, you're creating something, you're doing some level of energetic work. I've, you know, I've noticed that as people go through their careers, um you know, they they do seem to get through it on adrenaline you know there's a lot of successful people that eat mcdonald's and diet coke mm. um you know this is quite a famous um diet for entrepreneurs especially the techie ones <laughs> out of the you know the boom i'm guilty i've but, been there I've been. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i have i used to be i used to be just obsessed with diet coke but haven't had one in years um you know i i also could only keep this up for a little while but what was curious to me is that habit actually serves you if you build good strong habits health habits mm-hmm. in in your working life it actually serves you when you stop working and i think that may be the greatest time it actually serves you it's mm. what i've noticed and you know no one in particular but i've noticed people get to retirement age <clears throat> and then they retire and then they become sort of dormant you know their work is now gone their purpose yep. that they mm-hmm. had is gone and uh just the brain activity sort of stops have getting the same you know um traction and uh you know exercise that it had before and and i find that this is where people become sick this is where people start you know lo- losing it a little bit losing sight of what's going on they become um slower 
they don't exercise as much. So because they don't already have mm -hmm. the habits instilled in them. And, you know, this is just something I've noticed over time. So, I mean, I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about it. I mean, how, will, how is building these habits going to actually help you over the entire exist, your, your entire existence, not just mm -hmm. in your business? Because at some point it all ends, but you still keep going, you know? No, of course, you, you're right with that. And, <clears throat> excuse me. I think what we get to remember with that is also that, um, you know, health and your choices, it all has a compound effect, a knock-on effect. So if you are this crazy, busy, go-getting entrepreneur and you're living off McDonald's and Diet Coke for 20-odd years, then you do stop. And our body, like you were mentioning now with the adrenaline, we keep going. Our body doesn't have a chance to, to quit. We're not giving it that chance. So it's going years and years and years on end, doing its best to keep up with everything we're doing and survive on that little bit of Diet Coke and McDonald's that we're feeding it. And the minute we stop and our life slows down, our body feels that it's safe to actually um, react the way that it needs to. It feels that it's in a safe mm. space. And then we have three years of uh, like compounded choices that we've made that start to show up a lot stronger when we stop, when we slow down. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced um, when you're super, super busy and really stressed and the minute you stop, like at the end of a project, all of a sudden you sort of get sick and you have a little bit of flu yeah. and it's like your body's giving you permission. It's, you know, it's telling you now I need a break, you finished, your stressful project is over, now I need some time to recover. I don't know if you guys have experienced that, but it's, it's very Definitely. often the same thing. <clears throat> with um you know entrepreneurs when we get to a, a later stage in our life whether you've retired or not but just a stage where we actually start to slow down um and you've worked so hard you've given your whole life to to this this business that you're creating this impact you're trying to you you have in the world um and before you know it you know years have gone by and you're at an age now where you do have more time to yourself but you're physically no longer able to do the things that you want to do because you haven't prioritized looking after yourself through the process. Yeah. It's always just getting to the destination and not really making sure the journey is as, as uh, you know, beautiful, as, as impactful as it can be. And I'm not saying that every day is going to be, you know, easy and you get to eat a salad three times a day every day. It's not about that, but it's just about balance over overall, you know. We're not going to achieve balance every single day of our life, but it's about overall what we're putting in and, and you know, how much time we, how much energy we're giving out and how much we are fueling our body as well. Um, right. But in terms of the habits, Lauren, you, you nailed it there. And it is important to start to have years of installing those habits. It's the same thing for anybody who's listening who's got kids. Like if you installing the right habits, eating healthy lifestyle habits in them as kids, they grow up with that knowledge and maybe they get into high school or college and they drift from that a little bit, but the foundations are there. And oh, they yeah. will always come back to that and, you know, uh, teach their kids that way. And it's a generational thing. Mm. The choices we make now have the potential to affect seven generations ahead of us. Wow. So, you know, anything we're doing now to look after our body, it's not just about us. We are influencing uh, potentially the next seven generations ahead of us. And it's the same principle if we, we spend time when we're younger installing habits um, through the chaos, if we're able to still meditate and exercise and fuel our bodies correctly, 
when we get older, we're not going to lose that. We're going to stick with them. And the great thing about that is because you've, you've spent years getting in touch and understanding your body, as your body changes and gets older, you will be able to adjust your needs accordingly because you're not going to be eating the same at 30 as what you would need to eat at 60, you know. Mm, um, your sure. needs to change, the kind of exercises you're doing, the amount of sleep, all these kind of things, the, the kinds of supplementations you need are all going to change. And sure. if you have taken the time out to get to know your body, to get connected, to prioritize health, and it doesn't mean becoming a health expert and um, being in the gym three hours a day, it doesn't have to look like that. But if you just mm. learn how to get to your body and understand what it's telling you when you are older when you have retired or you have some more free time you'll be able to adjust and give your body what it's asking for and that way your prime years you can enjoy as much as possible you know and not be laying um in bed or battling to climb up the stairs or whatever it right. looks like right people. i mean in heart disease you know heart disease has become right yeah all over the world i know in america it's the number one killer of people uh women in particular but all, mm -hmm. all people um adults anyway but um yeah. it's definitely it's 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 something to think about especially you know when that is it's a very high ratio mm -hmm. one in every four or five women die of, of heart disease um that's a pretty yeah. crazy statistic but i would it's, say it's yeah i mean kev I I don't know how you do it or how your health is in your business. I, I know you've you and I have had very similar foundations on how we were brought up on, on health, um, but also a little bit different as well. And I know for me, for one, you know, I ate out of a, a garden when I was a child. Um, I would literally go pick my, you know, you've, you'd, you'd been to our farm a few times or our plot. And uh, I could walk in the back and go pick out food in the garden. We cannot do this anymore. So, Kev, how do you how do you do it? How do you do your health and your wealth? I, for me, it's a very because uh, as you guys are talking now, the, like the word comes up as awareness. So mm. you know, it's not a diet. Mm. It's not I'm going to work myself to death. Like because if I work hard enough, I make lots of money. Or if I if I eat salad only, I'm going to have a beautiful like waistline. Like <laughs> it's not that. It's none of that, right? Um, it's it's an absolute awareness. Um, and I think for me, hmm. that's sort of the sort hmm. of a theme, sort of coming out of this conversation as well, is what is my awareness of what it is I'm doing to my body. Um, you know, for me, I drink alcohol. Like, I, you know, I know that alcohol is not your best friend to losing weight. Um, but I also, I never get drunk. I never drink myself so I'm drunk. You know, I never mm. get to that. Right. Um, and I also, when I'm, when I'm wanting to really, if I'm not feeling good, if I'm not feeling, um, if I'm not thriving in that moment, I kind of check in with myself. Like, what is it? What, is, what has happened in the last week? You know, and why are you feeling heavy and, and why are you feeling this way? Um, and I th it comes back to the awareness, right? So, so I, and I, I relate that to learning. I relate that to my business success, to building relationships. It's all about the awareness of like, what am I? Am I aware of how my relationships are affected? Am I aware of the food I'm taking in? Am I aware of what I'm doing and where I'm spending money and where I could save money and that awareness factor is such a big thing for me. 
Yeah, it definitely, and it's it's very interesting because I know that's one of the things Stephanie and I worked on when I was working with her. I have a tendency, my coping mechanism in life is to check out. So I'm like, too much, see you later, bye. Now, yeah. I do that with food as well. So I'm like, oh, this is too difficult. I right, can't, see you later. And one of the things we worked on, and it, it sounds so simple, and in, and in essence it is actually, but in our minds, for some reason, it's supposed to be much more complicated. And it was yeah. literally to become present to what I'm eating, mm. <laughs> to what I'm yeah. doing right now and what, what I'm putting in my mouth and, and mm. how fast am I eating. I had this tendency to just want to shove it all in so I didn't have to take my time eating. Are you, yeah, are you, you tasting know? the food? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't like standing in line, right? I don't like my food being in line. It's like, whoop, in, gone. It's like a magic trick. <laughs> but she taught me, like, become – and you did. You, you, you did, Steph. You, you kind of slowed me down because I, I would go, like, 100 miles an hour, and she's like, whoa, let's go back. Um, <laughs> slow me down. And like train me that way. I mean, I don't want to say like an animal, but like a little animal, like a little bear, like a little teddy bear, like back and forth like this the whole time to get it into my mind to slow down. And it does. It works now. And every time I hear the alarm, I slow down. It does. It made, it made a massive, massive difference. I, I was able to see what am I eating? And mm -hmm. is it good for me? You know, because I do like to eat healthy. I prefer that. And yeah. also to become aware of even healthy food that was not necessarily agreeable with my body. Just that mm -hmm. in, in, in essence, that was an amazing thing we found just by becoming present. I wasn't even looking for that at the time. But to see what worked, what didn't, everybody's so unique as well. And like you said, yeah. that, that awareness, I love the way you put that because – is that awareness includes this level of presence to what you're doing, to who you are and how fast mm -hmm. you're moving and how much stress you have, you know, because stress is, I think, one of the biggest contributors to mm -hmm. um, chronic illness and to debilitation in your business. So that's definitely really, related. And so, Absolutely. Steph, if you could tell us more about that as well, because I think – Mm -hmm. we, we sometimes we I would love to talk more, more about stress. Tell us, tell us. Definitely. It's such a it's a topic that I think we need to talk more about because you know we talk about health and people associate health with food and exercise. And that's about it, Kevin. It goes back to your awareness. You know, it's so much more than just that. Um yeah. And it's healthy living is going to look different for all of us. Lauren, you, you said it yourself. It's very personalized. Sometimes even like healthy food um, cannot be agreeing with us. And that in itself can cause stress in our body. Mm. And the thing is, you know, we, we live in such a fast-paced world at the moment that most of us don't even realize how stressed we actually are. <laughs> if you are not <laughs> all day, you are not. We, oh, we don't. We are so busy all the time. Steph, say that again. Can you hear Unhealthy me? Unhealthy food <laughs> can create stress in our bodies. I know. I just Unhealthy like food, yes. Stress in our bodies. I'm like, there we go. And it's not – we get so caught up. We, we focus on the external stress, our money, our job, our relationships, all the rest, and that we can associate, we can identify mm. as stress. We, we're familiar with that. 
but we forget about the internal stress that we are dealing with every day. And that comes in the form of the food we are eating, the toxins we expose to, um, the water we're drinking, all that kind of stuff. Maybe it's uh, viruses or bacteria we have in our system that cause causes a huge stress response within our body. And it all contributes to what we call the allostatic load. It's the, the stress load that your body has to carry. It's not just the external, external emotional and mental stress. It's the physical internal stress that we're dealing with as well. So it's all good and well to say, I know I need to de-stress. It's not good for my health. I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to take a sabbatical, whatever that looks like for you. And yes, that will have an effect. Because you're taking, you, you, you're minimizing that that mental stress. And as you had mentioned, Kevin, there's such a huge relation to like your digestive system and the brain and everything. It's not, they're not separate. So you deal with that uh, sort of mental stress at a time, but you are not, you still feel like you're not getting better. Um, and that's because you're not looking at the internal stress. We still have that trigger every single day. And if I can just talk a little bit into the, that connection that you were mentioning about the vagus nerve and how our digestive mm. system, what we're eating, is actually affecting our brain. Um, and Lauren, you had mentioned that we've got the vagus nerve that goes sort of from our brain down into our gut. And it's, if I can put it simply, like this big nerve that goes down, and then as soon as it enters our, our gut, it actually branches off into like thousands of little, um, little pieces. And for every message that our brain sends our gut through this one long vagus nerve, there's nine messages that our gut actually sends to our brain. And our gut's known as the second brain. Isn't that so incredible? So you may have eliminated the external. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's didn't crazy. That's, crazy. that's really a, that's a crazy so Maybe It is. People do not understand how how much of an impact our digestive system has on our brain, the way we think, um, the decisions we make, the way we speak to people. Because, and this is like one of my favorite things about stress and I find incredibly fascinating. We know it affects every organ in the body, but the way it affects the brain blows my mind. Um, if we, let's say we, we stressed about this conversation we've just had with our boss, our brain is going to send our digestive system the signal that there's danger, we stressed, and we're getting this message. We might get, you know, a bit of um, indigestion or butterflies in your tummy, those contractions, because it's our brain sending messages. However, that's one message coming down from an external stress. When we have eaten something that is affecting our body, that, that our body's recognizing as toxic or a poison, and for some people, it could be cauliflower that's doing that, okay? It doesn't have, always have to be a, 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 what we would see as a bad food or an unhealthy food. It depends on what you are dealing with. It's very personalized. So whatever you are eating, let's say it's a piece of gluten or, or some bread, um, your, your digestive system is seeing this as an enemy, as an invader, and it's sending like nine stress responses to your brain. Hmm. Whether it's the stress signals are coming from your gut or whether it's coming from that external conversation with your boss, it's still triggering the same stress center in your brain. There's no difference. Your body can't tell the difference. That stress center is still being triggered. And there's a, a part in our brain, it's, it's quite a small part, it's called the amygdala. And that's mm. our survival center. It's our fear. It's what helps us to recognize fear. Um, it's where we make your survival decisions from. You know, it's your fight or flight. That's why, why we refer to this fight or flight. If there is danger, do you flee from it? Do you fight it? If those decisions are made from the amygdala. But our other decisions, our creativity, our connection, um, 
our empathy center, all that sort of thing actually comes from our prefrontal cortex. And I'm not going to get too deep, but this is fascinating. So we make yes. all our decisions from the prefrontal cortex. But when we are overly stressed, this amygdala sort of absorbs all the stress from the day. And when we sleep at night, it releases this to make space and, and have the capability to, to take on the following day's stress. That's why often at night, if you are very stressed, you'll have quite vivid dreams. It's this amygdala releasing all your worries, all your stress, all your anxiety from the day. But when we are in the state of chronic stress, which most of us are in, that amygdala is so full, it doesn't have capacity. It cannot handle everything you're throwing at it. It's constantly in survival mode. It's not a temporary form of stress. It's constant. Mm. So that amygdala can't handle how much it's taking on. So it actually starts to expand. And more brain cells are produced in there. So this is now with all the food we're eating, all the stress that's coming from our gut, all the external stress factors, the, the toxins that we are taking in that causes stress on our body creams, our makeup, everything is triggering a stress response. So this amygdala starts to grow and produce more brain cells. It basically gets bigger. And when that happens, we start to make all our decisions from our fear center, from survival mode. And you can imagine, you, you can think for yourself how that affects your relationships. You lose your ability to connect with people. You lose your ability for, for empathy. When you're making business decisions, it's, you know, survival of the fittest. It's not how can we make a situation where everybody wins. It's like, how can I get out of this alive? And that's going to affect your business. It's going to affect your relationships. And we don't realize this. This is all happening on a subconscious level. But chronic stress actually physically changes our brain and how we interact with people. You know, when you're a little bit stressed, you might get a bit more snappy with someone. Sure. Because you are operating in a different part of your brain. It's not normal for us to be there. That's only the only time we want to be in that part of the brain is if we are in imminent danger, if a tiger is chasing us, if you know we're about to be in a car accident and we have to make some quick moves. That's when we operate from there. We don't want to be operating our whole lives from there. And unfortunately, that's what we do. That's pretty that's a pretty crazy. Mm. That's nuts. That your amygdala would create and produce brain cells to keep up with that. And then you, mm. you basically move your, you shift your thinking. And yeah, uh, that could explain a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could explain a lot of things. I mean, that is, that is pretty that, fascinating. The fact that you have nine, nine, what did you say? Nine nerve endings going nine. from your gut. Yes. messages. And I'm like, that's Nine messages. There's thousands of nerve endings. <laughs> yeah. It's going to affect every decision I can make ever again because I'm going to like, I'm going to have a burger and go, <laughs> nine messages. Nine. They're going to come back to me and my brain. I'm going to put the well, burger down. <laughs> no, it is fascinating. And I have heard, you know, previously um, in just doing my own research, and I think, Steph, we've discussed this, that when you are born, and, and feel free to tell me if this is incorrect or not, but I've heard that when you are born or when you are created as a fetus in your mother's mm -hmm. womb, um, your brain and your, your gut are the same thing. They're the same tissue. And they actually mm -hmm. start pulling apart like that to create the human. So it actually does have this, even though they don't seem so related in proximity, yeah. they're actually extremely related in proximity. And I know that I've, I've been super fascinated. That's, that's a very new um, 
those are new details for me, which I absolutely love. And I'm also really fascinated about how stress does that to the brain. Uh, but yeah, for every every message for to get nine back is, and that's from your gut. So really, your gut is probably more sensitive than your brain in many ways, possibly. Well, exactly. Your your gut is communicating with your brain, and what you had mentioned there, Lauren, with the, the the brain and the gut being from the same tissue. I don't I don't know if they're necessarily like you know separated, but I know that in the fetus they are created from the same tissue, those cells, Amazing. and that is why it's so important for people who are dealing with anxiety, depression mood swings all this kind of thing we tend to in the western world in our, our sort of medical system at the moment anybody dealing with stuff like that they treat in the brain they treat it with antidepressants and things to change sort of the chemicals in the brain whereas the problem doesn't come from the brain the problems in the gut as kevin had mentioned 70 percent of your happy hormone is produced in the gut so you know if you're struggling with depression and anxiety why are you looking in the brain when the problem's actually in the gut and the thing is, what absolutely, so many of us are dealing with at the moment. Every single one of my clients deal with this. This is how I how I support them in their health. But most of us are walking around with some extent of what you call leaky gut, and we don't even realize it. Um, leaky gut is connected to I think it's like ninety eight percent of all autoimmune disease. It's involved in chronic disease. So when we start to treat the gut and heal that that um, the leaky gut, you'll see your other symptoms and conditions start to improve. And what that means, this leaky gut, it's basically the, the lining of your colon that's really, really tightly packed. And only your vitamins and minerals and the nutrients can get through. And on the outside of that lining is your immune system. And it's another interesting thing that a lot of people don't know is that 80% of your immune system lives in your gut. So if you are having an, if you have an autoimmune disease or something like that, or if you, um, we think yeah. now with COVID, you know, our immune system and we're taking vitamin c and everything but how many people are looking at their gut health when that's a direct link 80 percent of your immune system lives in your gut it's amazing. so what happens with this leaky gut is the the lining actually becomes permeable and it starts to open up and have like these big gashes and then it's not just vitamins and minerals getting through its toxins it's food it's all this sort of thing getting into your blood system your blood system and your immune system's like what's going on <laughs> stress 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 this you made yes. it here and i can so i can totally that attest happens, to that yeah that's definitely one of the things that happened no, to me and it was yeah it was very very bad but it 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 got bad if i had noticed the signs before it wouldn't mm -hmm. have and uh, exactly. I, you know, again, exactly. I was checked out. I was not present to it. But yes, yes. It's, it's truly fascinating. It's about that awareness. Having yeah, that awareness I mean, to pick up on those. Things. Yeah, just to pick up on it because I mm. picked up on it when it was chronic. What happened between? Where mm. was I? What was I doing? You know, what, what was yeah. I focused on? I was extraordinarily stressed. That's why I did not pick up on it until it picked up on me and said, hey, come check me out because I'm not going to go away until you start looking at me. But what I wanted to come back to real quick, Steph, and Kate, we, is, is the, you talk about the chronic illness and, and how to, you know, we're talking about the leaky gut. We're talking about all these things mm -hmm. that happen. But what I find is a lot of people don't know where to find help. You know, that was definitely one of the things that I struggled with most when I was sick, when my business was suffering. Who did I, who did I go talk to? Doctors? Yes. And with all due respect to medical doctors, that did not work for me personally. 
why and what yes. and how do we how do we go forward and offer people actual resources to reach out to other mm-hmm. people and say listen this is somebody like i know for me personally i was looking for alternative doctors uh, because i was searching 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 so i was mm-hmm. just throwing everything that wasn't working and i did find something but it wasn't easy how can how can it be easier for other entrepreneurs yeah. to find what they need so I mean, it would obviously depend what what you are looking for, what your concerns are. Um, that is a bit of a, a tricky question to answer. Um, there's there's multiple places you can look at online. My my go to is always to find a functional medicine doctor around me. To be honest, um, what you can do, whether you are dealing with hormonal issues, PCOS, hypothyroidism, whether you're dealing with chronic fatigue. Whatever it is, you can go see a functional medicine doctor in your area. Or now with COVID, there are tons of doctors that are doing telemedicine. So even if they're not in your area, it's easy enough to find them online. I've been working with a doctor in the UK and I'm in South Africa. And my, if you could call it like house doctor, is sitting in Florida as well. So it's become easy for us to do this. So I would, you know, jump onto Google. Let's say you're looking for help with PCOS. You can say functional medicine specialist in PCOS and see Mm. what comes up, you know, and contact some people, do research. But what I always suggest is whenever you are looking for a healthcare professional, look for either someone who is an integrative medicine specialist or a functional medicine specialist. And that, that's different to a naturopath or a herbalist. It's not that with functional medicine, we are completely against pharmaceuticals. It's not like that at all. We just look to see what the root cause is and if we treat that, can we get you off of your chronic medication? Um, are there more natural remedies? But they, they work together. We use pharmaceuticals and natural remedies, you know. Um, so it's nothing to be you know, all functional medicine integrative doctors are trained the same way our conventional medicine doctors are. They just have a few extra modules and they take a different approach, you know, if I could put it mm. in a, a simple to understand way. So one of the, the best places to look is actually to go to a website called ifm.org, which is the Institute of Functional Medicine. And you go to find a practitioner and you just put in your area code, no matter where you are in the world, you put your area code in and it will bring up a list of doctors in your area. Now you can have functional medicine dermatologists, you can have functional medicine dentists, you can have functional medicine, you know, anything, which is amazing. As long as they have gone through the functional medicine training, they'll get that qualification. Um, Having said that, not all functional medicine doctors are registered with the organization and that's fine. So if you do have a functional medicine doctor in your area and he's not on the website, he or she is not on the website, it's nothing to worry about. They're still registered, you know, I would assume and licensed. They're just not on the platform. Um, so don't worry about that. Have a look around in your area. And what I really do want to encourage people is, Lauren, you know, Kev, you know, lifestyle change is different can be very difficult. It comes with its challenges. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's not an easy thing. If it was easy, we would all be living super healthy right now. Um, But we're not. And the best way to actually go about healing your body and getting your your life back is to create a collaborative care team, not just your normal house doctor Mm. or your GP. You know, that is, unfortunately, we passed that stage. Unless you have an infection, bronchitis or 
flu or whatever, you know, go and see them. But unfortunately, the most of the chronic lifestyle issues we're dealing with right now is past the point of your GP. We get to look right. a little bit deeper. And I would Specialist. encourage people to, to start developing a collaborative care team. And that will look different for everybody, um, depending what you're dealing with. But have your functional medicine doctor, have your acupuncturist or your, your chiropractor, if that's someone you need, and then have a coach. Because for years, before I got qualified as a coach, I had phenomenal doctors in my corner. But that wasn't the problem. I took three times as long to heal and cost myself thousands of dollars that I didn't need to because I felt like I was doing it alone. Yeah. I had my doctor who gave me fantastic advice, absolutely loved her. But again, I was seeing her once a month for 15 minutes and she would say, all right, here's a detox. Like here's this purification program. Go do this for 21 days and come back. And you're eating like fruits and vegetables. That's it. No nuts, no seeds, nothing. And it was really difficult for me to do. This is before I got as it became a health expert, you know, when I was starting to make lifestyle change. That was almost impossible for me to do. Right, right. I didn't have the support I needed. And I ended up, like I tried the program two or three times and I would get to day nine, day 11, and that was it. I could never make it through the program because I didn't have that support. And I always, I would keep telling myself, I'm, I don't have the willpower. I can't do this. This is too hard. I'm giving up. And there was a lot of negative self-talk. When I had questions, nobody could answer me. I can't just pick up the phone and say, hey, doc, like something weird is happening with my bowels. What's going on? <laughs> you know, I can't do that. But, yeah, that is, that's true. And that's, that's true. honestly what got me into coaching because when I went back to school, I was going to become qualified as a functional medicine um, doctor itself. And I thought, you know, there's great doctors out there. That's not what I needed in my journey. I needed that support. I needed that accountability every week. Someone to guide me through the process, help me to understand why I'm doing the things I'm doing. Um, if I was having headaches, you know, what can I do for my headaches? How can I increase my movement? Whatever the case is, I'm an emotional wreck. Help me. Like I needed support. <laughs> and what was right in my journey was coaching. And that's what ended up, why I ended up getting into it. And you will see if you do, you look at the statistics, um, patients, people who have worked with a collaborative care team, having their doctor and their, their coach, have far more, far faster results and long-lasting results than people who are working either just with one or the other. That's and true. when you have your doctor, you have someone who can run your tests, who can prescribe you everything you need, and then you have your coach who can help you implement all those things and can guide Amazing. you through the process make adjustments so if you really are serious about healing and getting your life back on track i would encourage you to create a collaborative care team whatever that looks like for you but don't rely on yourself don't rely just on your gp i also have great respect for gps and all sorts of doctors um but i'm just saying don't rely on them you don't oh, want to yeah. you, you want to partner up with your doctor you don't want to be sort of controlled by your doctor because you don't know any better if your doctor says do this or do that take this medication, get this pill, you do it because you don't know any better. And you're giving right. your power over to other people, which right. you don't want to do. So create a, create a care team, work with someone who can help you create that awareness around your body so that you can actually go to your doctor and say, please help me with this. Um, uh, my liver is backed up. I need to detox or, you know, my whatever it looks like. I have leaky gut, you know. Go and, and, and partner with your doctor. Don't give your power over to them. Right. 
Guys, believe it or not, um, that's already <laughs> an hour of conversation. It's crazy. <laughs> Crazy how fast I just want to thank you, Steph. So I think um, we we need to have you back. We need to have more of this because obviously this is a good conversation. We we all uh, have experienced in some way, or you know, um, Mm. I'm speaking for myself here. Like it's like I know the relation to how it you know it affects my life. So um, Mm. thank you for 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 chatting, guys. If you do want to get hold of someone who knows what they're talking about. Um, Stephanie Grossman is her name. <laughs> and uh, that's where you need to go. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Steph, thank you so much for, um, you know, just being here with us today. The truth is like, it's, health is wealth and health is relationships mm-hmm. and health is your everything. So it's um, everything we've spoken about here today, building those great habits and even, you know, where do we go to actually find that? That is um, information that is just not shared very often in the business world. Mm. And I think that that is going to be extremely handy and definitely would love to have that extra conversation on additional stress. Um, it is fascinating yeah, what stress does to do the... We should definitely yeah. do it. Steph, any last sentiments uh, that you want to round this conversation up for us today? Uh, guys, I just want to thank you for the, the opportunity to, to speak to you guys today. And I, I hope that uh, everybody listening has got something out of this. Um, and I just I want to say that, you know, as Lauren had mentioned, health really is wealth. And when we are feeling healthy, when we are performing at our best, it gives us a lot of confidence. And when we are feeling confident, we show up very confidently in our business as well, um, in our relationships. It really does affect every other area. And if you are on the fence and, and you know you feel like you need help but you're not really ready to get help right now, ask yourself, you know, it might be a value conversation, Kevin, as you and I had mentioned earlier. If if you are not if, sort of if you're on the fence, ask yourself what is the price, not just that you are paying for not looking after yourself or not, not for not looking after yourself, for not taking action and healing. Not just the price that you are paying, but what is the price that the people around you are paying? If you're having that value conversation and you don't feel worthy enough, look at the people and the things around you that you love, your business, your family. What are the prices that they are paying? And think about that. It's a difficult thought to have. It's a difficult conversation, but it's an important conversation. I just want to encourage everybody to take a minute out every day, whatever that would look like for you. But just think about, you know, the conversation we've had here. Think about... um, any small thing you can do to prioritize yourself. It might be five minutes of breathing. It might be reading two pages of your favorite book. But anything you can do to make your day beautiful, take your step a little bit to get you into a, a relaxed state. It doesn't have to be a lot, but anything you can do is a step in the right direction. Guys, thank you so much for having me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. I think you can, yeah, I could talk for hours. (laughs) We'll have to do this again. All of us, all of us. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Loz, thank you for uh, getting Steph to join us on the show. It was a fantastic conversation. Guys, if you want to check out all the description or in the description box, all the links are going to be there. So you can click on it. You can get hold of Lauren. You can get hold of Stephanie and myself. Guys, thank you. Have a beautiful day and thank you for joining us. Have a beautiful time. See you soon. Bye. Bye.